0: Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I'm Father Jason.
1: I'm Coach McKenna, and I hope everybody's having a great day.
0: And it's great to be with everyone, and we are pre-recording this, this show, and uh, unfortunately uh, neither Coach nor myself are Johnny Carson, so we can't hold the envelope up to our head and see the future. Uh, so hopefully this episode that's airing after Easter will find us, uh, you know, in a better place, hopefully not in the quarantine, um, but wherever we are, we know that God will guide us and strengthen us, and that brings us to our our passage for the program, and we're going to pull from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. On your own intelligence, do not rely. In all your ways, be mindful of him, and he will make straight your paths. That's one of the greatest verses in in Proverbs, I think, and it reminds us that, you know, if we focus on only what we know, what we understand, we're going to be limited. God is so much greater than us, and his ways are far beyond ours, and it's important for us to in our faith and in our prayer life to turn to him and to be open to everything that he's trying to share with us. But I think as we focus in on what courage is ultimately all about, which is really what the heart of that verse, those two verses from Proverbs get to, we also want to be reminded that courage is synonymous in Scripture with good cheer. And I love that, because to be courageous is to be bold, is to have confidence and to be a person of great cheer.
1: And, you know, I I think you could call me a cheerful guy, but, uh, you know, (laughs) it's so right and everything. And you know what? How many times have things happened in your life where you just didn't understand it? And, you know, you kind of shake your head and say, man, what is the boss talking about? What is he doing here? But I'll tell you what, if you have that true faith in them, it makes it, it makes it get through a lot easier because I have total faith in them and through disasters, through this, through what we're, we're going through with being quarantine dry you know right now and everything and everything. I have faith in God. This is being done for a reason. Don't want to totally understand it. I think I have a theory on it, but you know what? I trust in God, and it's going to be all right.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, I i just I just want to go back to those words, uh, uh, you know, about what courage is in scripture. You know, being bold, being confident, and being a person of good cheer. And and when you think of those those three characteristics of a person of courage, if we could use that as the definition for for a man or woman of courage, you know, you look at the saints; they were all bold, they all had confidence, they were all people of great cheer. But also, anybody that you know that has a has a sound and defined uh, prayer life and relationship with God, they're not unsettled by the time of uncertainty. And I think that's one of the things that that we can look to in this time of, you know, the uncertainty and the quarantine is is how people reacted and responded. Because, you know, for myself, I have not been worried at all, not one minute of this. Uh, it's been an inconvenience, of course. It's, it's caused, you know, me to do things differently and to think about things differently and how I would approach them. But to worry, to be frightened, to be afraid, absolutely not. Um, you know, my prayer life is strong enough to know that God will take care of what needs to be taken care of, and He'll provide what needs to be provided. And, you know, I can honestly say in, in my life I've had certainly some struggles. Uh, you know, my family dynamic, you know, growing up has had its trying times. Uh, but God always provided and always gave me what I needed. And I think that's important. is not what I wanted but what I needed, and and in that awareness is where I think you find the blessings as well. Sometimes I just think
1: you got to remember who you have to trust in. Carth Brooks does a real good song, Unanswered Prayers, and you know, you pray for certain things that you think are good for you, and then you're upset when you don't get them, and then you find out down the road that that prayer wasn't really that good for you anyway, and you find out something else where He led you is better for you. And I think that's why we have to trust in his plan, understand that he knows what's good for us. Hey, our story's already written. Your story's written. My story's written. You know, and that's just the way it is. And I trust in what he's done for me. I trust the book he wrote for me.
0: Yeah, and, I, and you know, it's. Uh, I think it's safe to bring up this news article that I stumbled upon. Um, in light of the fact that it takes place in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, but they were commenting on how the coronavirus quarantine that that was put in place down in Melbourne has caused some people to go to such an extreme level of hoarding that they actually found, the uh, the civil authorities actually found, a number of those storage garage units packed with toilet paper and and tissue rolls and, Um, Cleaning and hand sanitizers and all those things uh, that everyone's been going crazy buying off the shelves. But people have been buying so much down there that there's a few individuals who hoarded to the extent of needing storage garages, which you have to wonder are they that unsettled in their panic and fear that they completely lost sight of God in their midst? Because I can't understand how someone can go to that extreme. I can understand being a little conscientious about whether or not stuff is going to be available and wanting to stock up a little bit, but to the point where you're filling a storage unit?
1: Well, can you imagine filling that storage unit? And, you know, if you're filling that, let's just say, for your needs, and then you're looking around at your friends that are are running from store to store to store, can't get toilet paper, and you know you're sitting on a storage bin of toilet paper. How selfish is that? I mean, we can't help out our, our, our own mankind and everything. And I think that's what everybody seems to forget, you know. And then, of course, you get the person who's going to make money off selling toilet paper. That's right. not what this is all about. Uh, and I I, I I, don't understand it. I don't understand people like that. And I, I, all I can figure is they have a lack of faith.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, of course, pray for them to see that God has a hand in all of this and will give us what we need um, if we just turn to him in faith and confidence. And that's really what it comes down to, is turning to him in faith and confidence. And, and one of the things that I always like to look to is actually The Imitation of Christ, which uh, for, the, for the listeners out there who aren't familiar with that book uh, by Thomas Akempis, uh, it's said that The Imitation of Christ has been found second to only the Bible— it, since it's uh the time it was written in more rooms of saints than any other book and and so if so many men and women who have been canonized saints who have been recognized officially by the church as saints had a copy of the imitation of christ by their nightstand um, and studied it it's 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 a book worth taking note of uh and spending time with and in one part of the imitation in christ when we're talking about courage and and, and knowing god It emphasizes the fact that we have to study, but not just study the faith, but study the faith in such a way as to guard against and to overcome the faults that often, you know, change our ability to understand clearly or alter our perspective. And I think that becomes the key. So if we're gonna act with boldness, if we're gonna act with confidence in God, and we're gonna have that good cheer, even in times of distress and uncertainty. We have to take the time to study our faith, not just to know God better, but so that we can overcome our personal faults that are going to prevent us from clearly recognizing God.
1: And I think that's important. Understand how other people, other other saints, anybody dealt with with their faith and learn from them. Um, I've always believed that you can learn from other people um, as well as you can learn from your own mistakes, and I think that's important.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's one of the things that, you know, you know, I find you know, it's always interesting, you know, and you and I, of course, in light of, uh, you know, the Bishop giving us the commission to become the heads of Catholic Athletes for Christ for the Diocese of Trenton, we, you know, took, took it by uh storm force and have been running with it ever since. And even in the midst of this, this time, you know, we've, we've been working on different things and continue to, to have ideas develop. And, and I think it's that, that courage to make a difference. And, and we've, We've had to face some obstacles along the way. Um, you know, getting everyone on board, um, getting everyone to understand the the value of the mission um can sometimes be challenging. Uh but there's great success and happiness uh when you can can help others recognize the power of what can be done. You
1: know, and and that's been one of our hardest things sometimes um And I'm not saying other people don't have the passion that you and I have, but you and I are at a different level. We feed off each other, and um, we could set a car on fire with some of our thoughts and everything running down the road. But the thing is, is we never gave up on anybody, and we're not going to, because we know where we want to be at the end.
0: Amen to that. And you know what? That brings us actually to who our guest is going to be in just a couple of minutes, is uh, Jake Renda i got to tell you, Coach, he's one of the most impressive juniors at Notre Dame that I can think of. Uh, And and I have to say, you know, he's a quiet leader. Um, And quiet leaders always catch my attention just because they tend to have far more influence than I think they realize uh, themselves.
1: It's funny because— Over the years, even when I was coaching, I've always, for some reason, had special relationships with our quarterbacks. And I'm now just being a strength coach. I mean, Jake and I have a real nice special relationship. And, um, you know, he's one of our leaders, so I bounce a lot of things off him. He's great to talk to, but he's got that surfer mentality. He's (laughs) He's laid back and everything. And I love some of the looks he gives me, but I'll tell you what. I wouldn't take anybody over Jake Rende. He's my quarterback, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to miss him when he's gone someday.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing we got another year with him uh, before he heads off to college. And But he does make a difference, not only in the uh, football program, but in the halls of Notre Dame as a whole. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, an individual with courage ultimately can do because Jake certainly is a guy who's bold, who's confident, and has good cheer, you know, those three qualities of courage. Uh, and it's noticeable because... He's one of the students who drops in the chapel and spends time in personal prayer uh, nearly every day, almost. Um, and he's always there after the team football masses uh, to pray for the team and the success of the game that lies ahead. Uh, you know, those And he's going to be one of
1: the co-presidents of the Catholic Athletes for Christ God next year with Evan Tritt.
0: Yeah, and, and no doubt he'll do amazing things. And so without without waiting any longer, let's go to a break and bring Jake on. The Gospels did not start the Church. The Church started the Gospels. The Church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the Church. The Church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the Church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the Gospel said there was a resurrection. The Gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now, enlightenment. The Church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the Gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living Word of God in His mystical body, the Church, already believed it, and they set it down in the Gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here, where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. I went to church and just sat there and listened.
2: I really didn't absorb anything. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control and church was actually a, a burden to me. I had this sin that I carried in my heart for a long time. And I told myself for many, many years that the Lord wouldn't forgive me for this. When when Father in the confessional says, your sins are forgiven, there truly is a, a feeling of, of weight lifted off. I don't care if it's two or three little sins that you're carrying. There's a feeling of I can breathe deeply again. I feel pure inside and I'm, and I'm ready to come to mass. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you.
0: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. And welcome back to the program. We have with us Jake.
1: Jake, Jake, welcome to the the show, buddy. Yeah, thank
2: you for having me.
0: So, Jake, just before you uh, got brought on, we were uh, Coach and I were uh, praising you. uh, Practically canonized you, actually, so you're like a saint walking already. Uh, So tell us a little bit about how you've been spending your time uh stuck at home.
2: Yeah, so uh you know, it's definitely been, you know, different with cyber school and everything, but um, you know, really what Coach McKenna's doing, you know, the strength programs for all the athletic teams is helping out a lot. I know all the other guys on the teams are you know kinda of getting into it now and you know working out and I think it's really, you know, you know, makes some positive out of this situation. So I'm gonna spend my time uh getting my schoolwork done from ten to two during the day and the rest of the time is really spent working out or you know doing something with my family. So,
0: coach.
1: Well, Jake, it's great. Uh, I'm glad to hear that the uh, workouts are helping and everything because you know, I believe it or not, and, and I think you understand this because we've talked a couple times. I miss you guys. I love seeing the videos. I love seeing the videos doing different things. Even though you're willing to admit you do some curls in there, or, you know, and you know how much <laughs> I love curls, you know. So, uh, but it, it's okay you are working out, and um, I, I don't know if you've called already. I put the new program out for the next three weeks, and we're ready to go. And we're going to come back in better shape than we were. We're going to take a negative, and we're going to make it a positive.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really think it's great, you know, um, on the Facebook page, just seeing everyone else working out. I think it's really pushing each other. Um, and you're seeing some of the younger guys come on, too, and starting to post some videos and show themselves working out. I think it's really going to be a, a great thing.
1: A lot of that comes from you, Jake, because you set the tone. And I've talked to you about this before. A lot of young guys see you doing it, and you know, then, then you're the leader. And you are one of the leaders of the team. And uh, I'm blessed to have you as one of those leaders.
0: Yeah, thank you, Coach. Hey, Jake. So
1: and we were also talking that next year. Uh, how about this? And you already know this. You're going to be uh, co-president of the Catholic Catholics for Christ.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me and uh, Joe about that. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to uh, take on that role next
1: year. That's good. We're go- we're-, we're happy. We're-, we're excited for the things you're going to do. Go ahead, Father. I know I went on a rampage.
0: That's uh, all right, Coach. Uh, hey, Jake, so we've been talking about, in this episode, courage. And uh, one of the things that we were looking at is, in light of uh, the-, the verses in Proverbs that give us a little bit of an insight, that there's three qualities of courage. And we-, we picked this in particular because we were bringing you on the program and those qualities are being a person of boldness, of confidence, and of good cheer. And and clearly, you possess all three of those. Um, what do you what do you find as the source of the success of you being able to go out and, and be that? And and you are a quiet leader, but your influence is is rather remarkable. I don't know if you realize that or not, but how how do you find your strength in order to to do what you do well?
2: Yeah, thank you. Well, I think that. You know, a lot of the time, especially in the you know the Bible study uh, group sessions that we have as a, a team, you know, we we look at Jesus and we see that Jesus is like the ultimate leader and the ultimate role model. And I think that kind of putting that into a team perspective and uh, being able to use that, you know, you see Jesus just puts others before himself and he calls all of us to live, uh, you know, do that in our lives. And when you when you put that, you know, on the field, just being able to put you know, your teammates before you and pushing your teammates. And you want to see your teammates succeed almost before you see yourself succeed. And that's definitely not an easy thing to do. I and mean, we talk about that all the time. But, you know, and Coach McKenna always says as, as an example is, um, you know, the guys last year, like the seniors on our team, you know, making sure that the guys behind them, their backups were, you know, ready to go in if they got hurt. And that's not an easy thing to do to make sure your backup is almost at your level, if not better. That's definitely not an easy thing to do, but I think that's you know what's necessary to uh, you know that's that's what being a leader is. I think, uh, and that's what we've heard from you guys as well.
1: And, and, and uh, for people who have ever played sports, that's not an easy concept to get the guy behind you ready to take your job. But uh, you know what? That's what a team player does. That's what a true team player does, and that's what your culture has to be. And if your culture is that, you're going to win a lot of games.
0: Right, and Jake, you know one of the things that I, you know, I really find inspiring about you is is the fact, you know, after the football masses when we would do the team masses, you know, you would stay behind and you always had that that personal time of prayer. You're a very spiritual young man, um, and I don't know if if you were always intense in your prayer as I was cleaning up after the mass. And as the the season went on, a few more guys would stick around a little bit, not not as long as you, but they would stick around a little bit because they noticed you taking that time to say a prayer, uh, and that kind of influence just by by leading by example uh, really had an impact. How have you found as quarterback um, and leading by the example that you provide uh, making a difference on the team, both this year and then the season to come?
2: Yeah, thank you, Father. I think that um, you know, definitely the quarterback is always kind of seen as having this leadership role. I think it's important. You know, everyone has different leadership styles, and maybe leading by example is something that you know, I might do a little bit more of. And I think that, you know, even you know, we just talked about you know the Facebook page and getting the videos out there, and that is leading by example to show other guys that you're working and doing stuff like that. You know, and also just you know, in you know other aspects, just as normal, is getting extra reps and are staying a little bit after during workouts, and you know, pushing your other teammates to exceed and you know push their limits and what they can do to help them perform better on the field. I also think, um, you know, in another way that these, you know, Bible study things that we do as a team, they help build a team bond. I mean, we saw that last year um, just with the bond that was formed by this group of guys. You know, and you obviously saw it on the field, too, when undefeated. uh, Really a great bond was formed. And I think a lot of it has to do with what we're doing off the field as far as meeting, you know, together and doing all this extra stuff. And, you know, now with all those older guys gone, um, it's really, you know, the guys now, these juniors have to step up and show that, you know, they're coming to these meetings and, you know, they're putting the time and they're, you know, contributing in these meetings to help these other guys, you know, along and benefit themselves not only, you know, in what they can do in the weight room, but also in the bonds that they form as a team and how that, you know, helps them become leaders as well.
0: I have a, a question for you on that. Uh, you know, so, you know, the, the senior class that's graduating this year is, is a unique class, uh, at least in my experience at Notre Dame, in the fact that there are so many larger-than-life personalities. Um, you know, usually there's like a handful in every class, but there seems to be way more than, than typical in this class, and certainly on, on the graduating uh, seniors in the football program. Uh, you know, so as your class is now stepping up, Uh, into those leadership roles in the football program and setting the tone for next season. Uh, uh, What challenges do you find in light of so many of those big personalities, um, you know, graduating? How are you filling in those gaps? What do you see some of the challenges as?
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, we're definitely losing a lot, not only just in talent on the field, but like you said, you know, the personalities and, you know, the characters on that, uh, the seniors, but I think that you know now we have a lot of guys so I've really been impressed with uh, some of the characters that or characteristics that we've seen from some of the younger guys as well um even just from like I said these Bible studies and the meetings and the lifts you know they really seem to you know carry a lot of you know character themselves, but I think just from these juniors we have to um you know really just you know be open to it we have to you know we're gonna have to fill a lot of spots, and I think that um. You know, it's important, again, is to get everyone to come to lift and, uh, you know, like buy-in. Like buy-in is a process. You know, it's not easy. So you have to make sacrifices. You know, you might have to, you know, like Coach McKenna says, you have to you know, sacrifice, you know, sitting up with your friends at lunch or, you know, getting extra sleep in the morning. But stuff like that, And it's it's that type of commitment that we need to replace all of these, you know, talented and char- um, characteristics that we see from these seniors
0: yeah I think you guys definitely have the drive and the determination and and I think what what might be graduating as far as talent goes, I think you guys make up for with that drive and ambition. and some of the greatest teams in history, as you all know, as as many of our listeners know, have not been the most talented uh, but have been those that have the drive and the ambition uh, that have saw the opportunities and seized them whenever they presented themselves. And so you know I, I think you guys have a great shot at continuing the upward momentum. You know, twenty second in the state right now, which is a pretty awesome accomplishment for you guys. Never been done before in Notre Dame history. So you of course were the quarterback leading the way uh for that this year. And uh you know, it'll be interesting and, and exciting to see what you guys do next year.
1: Yeah, thank you, Father. Hey Jake, I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll tell you what I'd like you to do real quick is uh you got a lot of coaches chasing you around. A lot of coaches chasing you around for college and everything.
2: How's the college uh, search going? Oh, it's uh, it's going well. You know, now you know everything kind of thrown through a loop with this whole situation that we're in. You know, as far as the the virus and the shutdown and everything. But uh, I had some visits lined up. You know, all of which got canceled. But you now, really, I think it's uh, it's going well. You got to put it in perspective and. You what we're doing in the weight room, just making myself, you know, increasing my athleticism. I think, you know, I know I worked with my 40 time and, and uh, stuff like that with you last year. But just, to, you know, keep increasing my athleticism has helped, you know, the most my recruitment. Because not only has it made me, you know, be able to possibly be recruited as a quarterback, but as other positions as well, which has really helped uh, throughout the recruiting process.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I tell you, well-deserved, and I love the word you said you're putting things in pers- perspective. Yeah, thank you coach.
0: Hey Jake, so we're going to give you the platform right now that you have being on the program. What, what would you like to share? Uh, what would you like to advise, encourage uh, the listeners today?
2: Yeah, thank you. Well, I think that I have a little bit of a different um, perspective just coming from a public school. So I was, you know, my freshman year I spent at um, Princeton High School. So my public school uh, where I live and You know, I was kind of looking for something more, you know, in all aspects, you know, athletic, academics, and faith, you know, is a big part. So I think coming to Notre Dame High School, um, which is obviously a Catholic school, really, you know, just, you know, had a really big impact on my life. I think that, you know, I don't want people at Notre Dame now or, you know, Catholic schools, you know, all over the country to take it for granted. But really what, you know, the kind of things that we're doing are really, really uh, just you know, you don't see that, you know, in a lot of other schools. And I don't want to take it for granted because, like, the masses before games or the a the team, they're, they're things that are going to obviously help you develop as a person um, in your own life. They'll it, help you develop things that you'll carry throughout your entire life. But, you know, it's also going to create um, opportunities and bonds that you're going to, you know, obviously have as well for the rest of your life. I know just a you know, coming Notre Dame now and these, you know, the – all the studies and the masses before games is all things that, you know, I just, I couldn't be more happy that I've now incorporated into my life. And even the things like the father-son retreat, that's something that I never would have experienced, um, you know, at a different school. And I'm very happy that I came to the game. I'm, I'm able to have and share
0: experiences with my friends
2: and teammates now.
0: Jake, it's been great having you on the show. Coach, we have a couple of seconds left for a yep. final thought and challenge. Go
1: so right off, Jake. Put things in perspective spend some extra time with God this week. Have a great day.
0: And yeah. until next time... Good. Thank you, Father. And until next time, God bless.
1: On that roadside picking blackberries That summer I turned